The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, a great show we're going to have today. I first want to say we are live in Washington, D.C. from CSC Corporation, another great company that employs Americans with disabilities. And before we go further, remember, everyone listening to the show, get your membership from AAPD, www.aapd.com for $15. We're trying to build up in America the membership of people with disabilities in the largest cross-disability organization. We all stand together, aapd.com. Well, let me tell you about this show today and why it's so special to me. As many of you have heard me say many times, Without Highmark, there wouldn't be a Bender Consulting Services. That's why when I speak, you frequently heard me say, Highmark sets the Highmark for other companies to follow. You know, you could say a lot of things about companies, but let me just tell you, I went to them first, they stood behind me. When the first CEO retired, he took me to meet the next CEO and said, keep it going, and they did. When he retired me, he took me to breakfast with Ken Milani, but Ken was already on board and has taken it to an even higher level. Think of that. This company has supported me for 16 years. Never have they stopped. Why, it is truly an honor for me today to have as the guest on the show Matt Ray, who is the Executive Vice President and CIO at Highmark, a new leader at Highmark who we all admire so much. Matt, welcome to the show. Great. Thank you, Joyce. So, Matt, how did you first get involved with Highmark? You know, it started a long time ago. I first worked with Highmark as a consultant back in 1996, when Blue Cross of Western PA was contemplating a merger with Pennsylvania Blue Shield to actually form Highmark. And I work with them uh, in a consulting capacity through the merger and all of the post-merger integration and a variety of other strategic projects from roughly 1996 to about 2001. And then, as you mentioned, in uh, October of 2010, I joined as the enterprise CIO. So about 10 months into the job as a uh, Highmark employee and happy to be here. And we're happy to have you. And, you know, remember, everyone, we're live on the air, but we're also on Twitter and Facebook, uh, where if you get it to me early enough, I can read the question. So here is the first one from Linda in Minnesota um, saying, Mr. Ray, first of all, thank you so much for being at a company that has done so much to employ people with disabilities. My question for you is, why has Highmark stood out nationally? What is so different about this company? Yeah, you know, Joyce, I think uh, Highmark's core mission is serving the community and all of the folks in the community, and we believe you know, that folks with um, disabilities are an important part of the community. And as a health and wellness company, it's always been core to our mission to reach out and uh, work with everybody. I would say, you know, thanks to a lot of your leadership and persistence, you know, several years ago when I was first here, um, we worked with you and found a number of people and actually um, it's worked out tremendously well for us. And I think that success just builds more success. And as you um, have more successes, you tend to, you know, be more confident going forward. And I think, uh, you know, largely from your leadership encouragement and uh, 
persistence and the great outcomes that we've gotten from, you know, working together. It's been uh, very beneficial, I think, to both of us. Well, thank you. And I've, but I've got to, and I've got to say this. This company is extraordinary. Really, I work with a lot of companies. It all started with Highmark. It's never stopped with Highmark. And just like Matt, here you have on, you know, an executive from Highmark taking time to be on the show to talk about uh, employing people with disabilities. It's like that right across the board. I don't care if it's Nanda Turk, uh, Debbie Rice, you know, Matt, uh, or Ken Milani himself. There is an ongoing commitment to people with disabilities, and Highmark was just the sponsor of the Paralyzed Veterans Wheelchair Games in Pittsburgh that was just tremendous. Um, and thank you also for that, Matt, that you were a sponsor of that event. It's our pleasure. So, Matt, how about if you share with our listeners a little bit about Highmark, you know, their mission, divisions, location, and size for people throughout the country that really aren't familiar with Highmark. Sure. Highmark is a um, diversified health and wellness company serving about 32.5 million people in five or so different businesses. We have a healthcare business which provides um, health insurance under the Blue Cross and Blue Shield marks in the state of Pennsylvania and the state of West Virginia. Um, we have a national vision company that both um, designs, manufactures eyewear, as well as uh, we operate about 600 retail um, eye stores across the country and manage uh, about a 13 million member managed vision plan. So uh, we're probably number two in the vision segment. We have a national dental company that sells dental insurance, mostly to employers, uh, other health plans, and to the, uh, to the government. And then we have an um, insurance business that essentially provides reinsurance for self-insured companies. We're number three or four in the reinsurance business nationally. And then last but not least, we're a um, Medicare contractor for the government. We process all the Medicare claims in a region called J-12, which is West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland. Um, all told, we employ about 19,500 people uh, at various locations nationwide. About half of those, or 10,500, are in uh, the state of Pennsylvania. And what's you know unique about the company is its you know commitment to the communities that we serve, which has always been. Uh, priority for us. We're actually the largest not-for-profit um, health care provider in the U.S., and most of our activities are focused on creating affordable coverage for the citizens and the communities we serve. So that, that Joyce, that's a quick kind of overview. Oh, thank you, Matt. And you were mentioning how um, over 10,000 of the employees are in Pennsylvania. So your headquarters, uh, you're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then you also have a large entity in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Is that correct? Correct. As I mentioned earlier, the company was originally formed between a merger of Blue Cross of Western PA and Pennsylvania Blue Shield. And the Blue Cross of Western PA headquarters was always in Pittsburgh, and the Pennsylvania Blue Shield headquarters were always in um, Camp Hill, kind of the Harrisburg area. And we continue to operate you know, both of those sites in Pennsylvania as well as uh, some centers in West Virginia. So the Pennsylvania folks are split roughly 50-50 between Pittsburgh and Harrisburg. And just as you mentioned earlier, this uh, involvement with community, that really is a mission of, a core mission of Highmark and has been, because I've known Highmark since they were, of course, Blue Cross of Western Pennsylvania. That, that has been unwavering. That has never changed. Uh, since I've been involved, so probably it was the same way prior to that. Uh, but you mentioned how you were involved with Highmark before when you uh, worked there in consulting. You mentioned about how those people with disabilities were brought on at the beginning. So you are a witness to seeing, even in that one area, how Highmark has always been committed to the community. Uh, absolutely. Back in 96, 
I don't know if you remember, but I worked with, you know, Mike and Rico and a number of the other folks um, from your team on uh, one of the early integration projects. And, you know, I still uh, remain uh, friendly with those folks, and I see them in the halls all the time. And it's nice to see that, you know, almost uh, two decades later, um, they're still making huge contributions to things we do here. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, how... um how Matt was talking about the time period. Keep in mind that the Americans with Disabilities Act was signed in 1990, implemented in 92. So when Highmark was doing this, especially in the competitive area, they really were uh, a standout in the United States for their willingness to do this. And so that you all know, I asked the CEO at that time, Bill Lowry, would he agree to taking on six of my employees as subcontractors with a commitment to keep them on for several years? Well, this is because I needed an anchor company. And I've got to tell you, it only took Highmark one day to say yes. And had that not happened, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. So this is what I mean about Highmark's dedication to the disability community. So, if you're listening to the show, wherever you are, especially if you're in Pennsylvania, and you have a spouse, husband, wife, partner, child, whatever, with a disability, know this. This company is really beyond disability friendly. And with that, we're going to get ready to go to break. Now, if you just joined us, you are in for a real treat because we are talking to Matt Ray, Executive Vice President and Chief Information Officer from Highmark, about the ongoing commitment of this company to do something very few companies are doing in America that's called employment. We'll be right back in a few minutes. This is Joyce Bender. America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Matt. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college, one that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss, with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we are talking to Matt Ray who is Vice President, Chief Information Officer at Highmark. And before we go any further, I want to tell you another thing. Um, Highmark has partnered with us where they are bringing people aboard and keeping them on site just to help me market them to other companies. Uh, you know, I could go on forever because Highmark is involved with 
so many different initiatives that I've asked them to help me with. But as was asked before, it is a really unique company. And I don't know what you think about this, Matt, but don't you think possibly it also has a lot to do with the leadership at Highmark? I, I do. I think the leadership, you know, again, is very focused on the commitment to the community and making sure that the workforce that we employ matches the communities we serve. And, you know, the uh, disabled community is an important part of all the communities that we're involved with and making sure that we've got representation from that uh, group has always been important and key to the leadership. I think the other point, Joyce, is um, the people do a great job, right? So there's no, you know, entitlement or anything else. I mean, they're among the best of our employees, and so it's worked out really well for the company and really well for the employees and the consultants as well. Well, thank you, but what you said, that one point, about not entitlement. See, folks, that's what it's all about. No pity. No pity, equal treatment. You have to go to work every day on time with a smile on your face and do the job equal to anyone else or you are being treated inferior. Equal treatment. And I think we have a caller on the line right now. Um, go ahead, caller. Hi, this is Judy Painter. How are you? Hey, Judy, how are you? I'm very well. Good, Hi. good. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Good, Judy. How are you? Good. Um, my name is Judy Painter. I'm the Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania. And first, I wanted to call and congratulate and thank Highmark for all the work that it does in the community. Uh, we have uh, Deborah Rice on our Board of Directors. As a matter of fact, she's a Vice President of our Board of Directors. Um, so she has helped us find a Mardi Gras King for our Mardi Gras. I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to attend. I have not, but I would like to do that. I think you should do it next year because um, we're going to have be honoring a Leo Gerard from the United States, uh, I mean, from, from the U.S. Steelworkers Union, the president. He's also a vice president of the AFL-CIO. And one year we um, also... Um, have I uh, had honored uh, Ken Milani? He was the king of our Mardi Gras, and uh, and he was a wonderful king. He did a great job. It was his first year as CEO, and uh, he pulled out all stops to make them a very successful and exciting Mardi Gras. And uh, Highmark has helped us in so many ways in supporting our run events, and and just throughout the years they've just you know been a great support to us. So I really want to thank you for not only helping the Epilepsy Foundation, but I know that you, uh, uh, we also participate in your run walk, or not run walk, in your walk in Erie, where you help all different organizations. And you're also going to be opening a walk in Johnstown, and we hope to be one of your um, beneficiaries, where you provide all of the um, brochures and shirts and everything, and we just have to raise the money. So uh, you do so many things within the community to help uh, small nonprofits, uh, and we're very, very grateful for that. Uh, but I did want to ask you one question. Uh, because I am the director of the Epilepsy Foundation, some of these things are so important to me. I just was in Washington, D.C., uh, listening to information about the Affordable Health Care Act, and I was wondering uh, what you think of that as you know, an insurance company and how Highmark is going to uh, address the different uh, aspects of that, that particular bill and if you think it's a good bill. Yep, so first, uh, Judy, thank you for calling in and thank you for your kind words. Um, I think in terms of the bill in D.C., um, the goal of getting all Americans covered, I think, is, you know, the right one. Um, the specifics of how that will happen and how the systems will work and the processes will work and everything else is just a daunting task for both, you know, Washington and the providers and the payers to um, figure out. Um, but we are very, very supportive of trying to get care extended to all of the members of our community. And, you know, the fact that we're making progress in that direction, I think, is inspiring. Um, you know, the 
insurers have to figure out what role they play and how that works, and we're doing our best. Um, we've been a you know big uh, collaborator with the government on both the Medicare programs as the administrator, but also in the uh, Medicare Advantage programs where the insurance gets carved out to the payers. And, uh, you know, we think any of the programs that extend coverage are for the betterment of the country. So lots of details to kind of work through. It. I can't, yeah, I can't even imagine, but I'm so happy to hear that, that, that you are behind this and that you agree that everyone should have the opportunity to have insurance because it's so very, very important. And, you know, I think that, you know, you know, if we all believe that we're going to pay in to an insurance pot and, you know, at some time, someday, some of us may never need it. And, and of course, you know, someday all of us are going to need it um, because um, we don't sort of just poof in away into the, into the uh, beyond, you know, something happens to make us get there. You know, I've been very lucky to be a very healthy person, but, um, you know, I know that as life goes on, there's probably going to be challenges that are going to come up health-wise. And, you know, when you hear some of the scary things that some people say, you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, what's going to happen, you know, uh, uh, in, the, in the future? So I'm so glad to hear that uh, Highmark does believe that everyone does deserve insurance. And I know it's going to be a daunting, daunting task for all of you. And I'm glad you're working on it. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, you Joyce. Hey, thanks, Judy. Thanks for calling in. And also, thank you for mentioning Debbie Rice, because we are very excited to have her on the local board. We are. And, Matt, if you can make it to the Mardi Gras, I can guarantee you a very good time. That sounds great. <laughs> I hope we get to meet. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. I can truthfully say, you know, that Highmark always is going in the right direction. They always make decisions to do the right things because they do care um, a lot about doing the right thing. Hey, Matt, as you probably know, an initiative such as getting a company to employ people with disabilities, um, really any diversity initiative or uh, even strategic business initiative, it's hard sometimes to get people across the board to work with you. How important do you think it is to get the commitment from the top down? I think the commitment from the top down is clearly um, the easier way to go, and it makes it um, much easier to drive the programs. Um, that, that said, I don't think lack of commitment from the top down can be an excuse for um, not making progress. Uh, at Highmark, as you mentioned, we've been fortunate enough that senior leadership has been visibly committed to the effort. Um, but I would say even if they weren't, it's still incumbent upon, you know, the next level of management and leadership to um, do the right things in the community and find the best employees for the roles we have regardless of, you know, disabilities or not. So, Top-down help, very, very helpful, but not an excuse for not doing anything. Oh, I'll tell you what, I hope. Make sure, if you're listening to the show, let everyone else hear that message. As you know, this show is uh, archived at voiceamerica.com and benderconsult.com, and all of the shows, since I've been on the air the past eight years, they are all archived. Uh, if I were you and you talked to other business people, I'd have them go back just to hear that one line because, boy, wouldn't it be great if everyone thought like that. Well, Matt, you know I work with a lot of young people, and many young people with disabilities, um, you know, look to get into different areas. And the reason I tell them about IT is I know even from talking to my customer, the National Security Agency, that they talk about in the future, you know, how hard it will be to find people with uh, technical backgrounds in the STEM areas. But I wanted to ask you, um, what advice do you have for young people with disabilities thinking of moving into information technology as a career? Just, I think IT is a great place to make a career. You know, what's unique about IT is it's a very diverse workforce in a unique culture, and that's not just IT at high markets, IT everywhere. More than most jobs, you know, technology professionals – 
value each other for their skills and contributions and not, you know, some of the more superfluous things. And if you build great skills, there's literally insatiable demand for them. And as you know, um, we have a wide variety of people. We have um, programmers who are actually blind, um, and we have software that um, reads the code for them, and they're very, very productive. We have folks that um, have issues with hearing, and therefore we've got, you know, sign language at all of our um, presentations, et cetera, and they have individual sign language codes. We have people who, you know, have chairs and the buildings allow them to get around. So there's almost no disability that um, prevents folks from making a, a very, very important contribution in the IT space. And so I would say if you have passion, desire, and interest in technology, um, it's an easier environment than most to um, earn the trust and respect of your peers and your teamwork because we really, really do value people for what they can contribute and how they can help the company move forward. So I, and, I think IT is a great place. Okay. And, Matt, another question sometimes, which is subsequent to this, <clears throat> is that sometimes people are afraid if they move into IT, they won't have, an, uh, you know, employment because of all the jobs that go offshore. Um, and, and what is your answer when people say something like that? Oh, being in healthcare, Joyce, I, I don't think that's a worry for, you know, decades to come. There's studies in the U.S. that say with all of the regulatory and other changes that in the U.S. will be a million IT um, literate people in healthcare short for the next decade. So um, some work will um, go offshore. Um, some of the companies in healthcare operate globally, so they'll put, you know, work where they have customers and they're doing business and they have plants and manufacturing. But, uh, you know, the demand for skills um, on site with uh, healthcare expertise is, is literally insatiable. So I, I don't think it's a um, at all a, a worry that there won't be work. I think over time, the type of work may change, and it'll be a little more supervisory, directory, et cetera. But I think it's a um, a very stable and growing um, area and profession. You know, obviously, I'm in it, so I feel very good about it. Yes, and I'm glad you explained that because, you know, when you hear about positions going offshore, please keep in mind that's some, far from all. I mean, there and also he talked about health care also in the federal government, you know, because of security. You know, there are many jobs that can't go offshore, but even if that didn't matter, there will always be positions in IT, always. So with that, we're going to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just joined us, we've been talking to Matt Ray, a leader making a difference at Highmark. This is Joyce Bender. America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Matt. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. 
VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Matt Ray, Vice President and CIO from Highmark in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania as the headquarters. And Matt, we've been talking throughout the show about Highmark and Highmark's commitment to employment, uh, but also, as you mentioned earlier, you know, other people have to keep this going no matter what. So I wanted to ask you, um, how, how do you think you're going to follow in the footsteps of others to keep this momentum going? Yeah, I think, Joyce, when you think about it, um, the real secret in my mind to keeping it going is making sure that we create the opportunities for people with disabilities and get them in the door. I think once they're in the door, they're the ones that really ensure you know their own employment. They do great work. They don't make excuses. They're exemplary employees. So what I think we've got to do as a company and other companies in our region have to do is continue to really focus on um, finding the right folks and getting them in the door and then giving them the opportunity to, um, you know, be successful. And so as you and I have talked, you know, our commitment is to continue to try and find more folks to get on the team, whether it's employee or contractor, and I'm absolutely confident, you know, that the folks will do a great job. And whether they stay with us or move out into some other uh, company, the hardest part, I think, is just, you know, getting that first opportunity. Oh, that is so true. That is so true. And I want to reiterate <clears throat> to those listening to the show that people with disabilities, when I say they want to work, a meaning equal, a meaning no pity, a meeting, how do they help the bottom line? You know, that's when Dr. Milani, the CEO, did a video once about working with Bender, and he said, you know, at Highmark, we don't bring on people with disabilities because it's just a nice thing to do. We bring them on because it helps our bottom line. You know, it helps us grow. And see, that's the whole thing. People got to get over that myth that they think just do it for charity. If you do it for charity, we're not going to get anywhere. So um, I, I really am glad that Matt mentioned that earlier. And, Matt, I mentioned a little bit about Highmark being the major sponsor of the Paralyzed Veterans Wheelchair Games in Pittsburgh. How, how, did, how did that impact you? How did you think that was? Yeah, so just a little background. The National Veterans Wheelchair Games were held here in Pittsburgh, uh, from about August 1st to the 6th, and in attendance were about 600 wheelchair athletes, all uh, military veterans who participated. It's the uh, largest annual wheelchair sports event in the world, and Highmark had hundreds of employees who volunteered throughout the week. Um, in addition, more than 700 of our folks wrote inspiring notes and specially designed cards, which the athletes received as they arrived in Pittsburgh and in really expressed our employees' heartfelt thanks to the veterans for all of their service to the country and everything they've done and sacrificed, you know, for the things that we enjoy here. It, it was an absolutely uh, tremendous event, and we're very proud to have had the opportunity to be a national sponsor. Um, the participants took part in, you know, one or more of about 17 events and really served as an inspiration to people in, in our area and geography, showing us that, you know, disability isn't a hindrance to leading a vital, productive life. And, you know, overall, just a great, you know, experience, frankly, for us as a company and our employees and, and uplifting across the board. So something uh, we really feel honored to have had the opportunity to participate in. And thank you so much, because veterans with disabilities are coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan having a hard time finding employment. And to me, that is shameful. And I will say, Highmark has hired veterans with disabilities from my company, and I'm sure elsewhere, including post-traumatic stress disorder. So you know, um, having something brought in Pittsburgh like this opens the eyes of a lot of people. It says, I told someone when they said, oh, you know, 
what can we do to help them? I said, help them. They're in better shape than you are. You, you know, you, you <laughs> will right. say you don't have to help them. So, you know, I, I just think that was great, and I'm happy that Highmark um, was, was one of the spots, the sponsor behind it. So um, here we go. Oh, we got a caller on the line before I go to the next question. Go ahead, caller. Hello, uh, Matthew Ray. This is Mark Periello. I am the president of the American Association of People with Disabilities, um, and I am just calling to thank you and hi, Mark, for another great event that you all sponsor, which is Disability Mentoring Day, um, which happens every October. Um, you know, because of your support, uh, you know, we are really able to give young people all across the nation um, an opportunity to experience the workforce, um, and help them sort of take a first step in their careers. Um, and it happens because of your support, uh, and so I just wanted to call to say thank you. Great. Thank you, Mark, and nice to hear from you. Well, I want to also say, uh, Matt, Mark is the new CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities. He came to us from the White House, so we're really excited to have him on board. Uh, this is the group where Ted Kennedy, Jr. is also on the board, and I took him uh, to Pittsburgh to meet with Kim Milani a few years ago. And Mark, even Ted Kennedy told uh, Kim Milani how well-known this company is in D.C., uh, which, of course, is where you are, because of the employment. And I know you know that's true. Yeah, no, that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true, um, and we are very, very happy to have you as a partner and to continue that partnership and strengthen it moving forward. Great. Thank you very much. And, that, and if you're listening right now, as I said earlier, since I have Mark on the line here, go to aap.com and join today as a member for $15 because we are trying to do one thing, and that is unite people with disabilities across America. Um, and Mark, I'm right. That's where you go to join, correct? That is correct. Thank All right. You for the plug. All right. Well, hey, Mark, thanks for calling in. You got it. Have a good afternoon. All righty. Bye. See, as I mentioned before, hi, Mark, you know, is probably more well known than they realize they are. And that's because, isn't it sad to say, they are not like thousands of companies that I can list that are hiring people with disabilities. As I mentioned earlier, I'm live today at CSC, which is a company that is hiring people with disabilities, but I cannot mention thousands of those. I can't mention hundreds. I mean, you know, that is terrible, but but that's one of the reasons Highmark is so well known. And here on Twitter, okay, hold on there. Okay, Matt. This is Amy from Philadelphia, and she says to you, um, Matt, could you give me some ideas for our college students? What are some of the traits you look for when you hire an individual? Yeah, sure, I'd be glad to do that. Uh, and we actually have a program where we every year recruit a number of folks right out of school, and Joyce, I think you helped us uh, find Matt this year, mm -hmm. who came to us from, I believe, uh, Rochester Institute of Technology, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but the traits we look for are a couple of things. One, um, for us, a certain level of uh, GPA or academic performance. Uh, two, being in the Pittsburgh and Camp Hill marketplace, we really look for somebody who's going to be dedicated to the community um, and be willing to either continue to live in Pennsylvania or relocate to Pennsylvania. Um, and three, you know, we look for enthusiasm and optimism in people because, you know, there's real work to be done at the place and people want to be surrounded by folks who generally give them more energy uh, every day as they go by. So I think those are probably the major characteristics, which is, you know, strong academic performance, a desire to actually work in the communities that we serve, and, you know, positive, optimistic outlook on um, life, work, and being around others. Yeah, I'll bet you rate that positive attitude pretty high up there, right, Matt? Absolutely. This is why I always tell people, you know, you can go to work 
and have a great academic background, great um, skills, but if you go to work and you have a terrible attitude or you're a prima donna, it won't matter. You still won't make it. I mean, you know, having that attitude, getting along with other people, um, you can see with Matt's background, he's very articulate. He worked for one of the most prestigious management consulting companies, and I always say, you know, the communication is also part of success. That's why, Matt, at the Bender Leadership Academy, when I train high school students with disabilities about the world of work, I have them uh, can, uh, present a speech at all four sessions, and that is because I think speaking well is so important to being successful. I, I agree, and probably all know it's not easy to ever stand up in front of uh, people and speak, but it's one of those things where the more you do it, the more comfortable you get, and you know it's something everyone can master with enough time. Correct. All right. Well, Matt, throughout your career, you uh, obviously had to be impacted by different people. Uh, who would you say career-wise had the biggest impact on your career and why? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I guess I'd have to say, um, you know, for me, a real role model has actually been my um, father-in-law, Joe. Uh, Joe's one of these guys who came to the U.S. on a boat through Ellis Island, had nothing, you know, didn't really speak English when he got here, which, you know, in some ways is very difficult. And through hard work and really maintaining a positive attitude, he built a great life for himself and his family. And, you know, at, at now, he's 89, going on 90 in March, still going strong, still chops wood and, you know, taught me that anything's possible, you know, as long as you're willing to work for it, that nothing comes easy and that, you know, even when your chips are down and you're not feeling like it, you got to be positive and optimistic because, you know, you kind of set your own mental tone and people around you, you know, pick that up and really nobody wants to be around somebody who's doomy and gloomy all the time, right? So even if you're not feeling great, you got to be positive and optimistic and, uh, you know, I just hope at 90 years old I'm still chopping wood in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, well, there, there is that thing again, attitude and work ethics. You know, that's why I tell people when they're starting their career, get over this entitlement thing. You know, to people with disabilities, to have a job, to have employment is precious, and it should be to everyone, but many people forget what a treasure that is to have employment and how important it is, you know, for you to take time to invest in employment. Um, and that's another question, hold on here, from uh, Twitter. Okay, it's L from Kentucky saying, okay, Matt, I hear you talking about all of this. Do you feel we are doing enough in our schools to train people for a career in the computer field? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question because, you know, just trying to hire folks is difficult, and I would say uh, the U.S. in general could be doing a lot more to train our young people in technology, um, trying to find, you know, Java programmers, trying to find people who are interested in working in IT infrastructure, telecom, communications, is actually a lot more difficult than uh, you would think. And, you know, Pittsburgh and Harrisburg have some world-class schools and educational institutions, so it's not like we're not located close by. So I think we have a real opportunity to do more. Um, I'm not sure it's an issue with the institutions providing the programs. I just think not as many of the folks in the U.S. look to that field or discipline to go into. And I am, Joyce, a little befuddled on, you know, why that is. But, uh, you know, for me and, you know, we employ just in IT alone a couple thousand people. I mean, they've been great careers and opportunities and allowed us to, you know, raise families and buy houses and do things. And so I, I think we've got to figure out how to do more. Um, but I'm not sure it's a, an issue so much with the schools as actually getting the young people interested in the, in the field. Right, and, you know, I don't know why that is either because uh, I started my career 
1979 in an executive search, and it seemed the opposite. You know, it seemed like everyone wanted to get into information technology and computer science, um, and, you know, I have no idea what happened. Uh, I don't know if it's just because, you know, young people started in their, uh, in their education all of a sudden years later having a laptop, um, and then, of course, the cell phone texting phenomena. You know, I, but I don't know what, what it is, but I'll tell you what. People maybe don't understand IT, but when you're in information technology, you also are, can be an analyst that really you are a business person working across the board. So I don't know what it is, but I can tell you one thing. It is the field that opened up the door to me to employ people with disabilities because, to be honest with you, people in the IT world are so accustomed to dealing with technology that to bring someone in with a disability was not um, that unusual to them. You know, it's hard still everywhere, but it was the group of IT people that opened the door first. So hopefully, Matt, when people are listening to you, they'll make a decision that they should get more involved uh, in this field. But I did want to ask you two last questions, which I have asked everyone for the past eight years, these last two questions. And sometimes the next one is the hardest for people to answer. But it is that, you know, Matt, throughout your career already, you have been very successful, um, you know, moving up through a prestigious consulting company, now having this executive role at Highmark. But if you had to talk about one thing, that you were the proudest of? What, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? That's an interesting question. I guess I'd have to say I'm probably most proud of my family. You know, my wife, Carolyn, and I have been married for 19 years. We've got three great kids. Uh, and it's extremely rewarding to really watch them grow up. My oldest uh, turned 16 this summer and Spent the summer working at a local grocery store, mopping floors, stocking shelves, bagging groceries, and just great life lessons for him. He quickly realized, you know, the value of the dollar the first time he had to fill up the car with gas and cost him $60, and he probably made, you know, $200 working the entire week. So um, seeing the kids grow up and learn these lessons from themselves and um, becoming, you know, folks that can stand on their own two feet is probably the you know, the most rewarding thing and the thing I'm most proud of. I mean, lots of things at work, obviously, tons of things we do every day. But at the end of the day, you know, it's really the family that um, makes it all worthwhile. Oh, how true that is. And, you know, I love that example you gave with your daughter because sometimes, you know, there is no perspective on the fact that there are many people disadvantaged and many people without without and certainly throughout the world you know there's great uh, famine and poverty and, and sometimes it's just like so easy to not even understand about the work part of it so I think that's really good that you did that because um, I always tell young people when they get their first job I don't care what it is you do that job the best that you possibly can because as you well know, Matt, there's this thing in life called references. Absolutely. No matter what the job is. And it really does just follow you right along. Okay, well, Matt, if you had a message that you wanted to leave with our listeners today, what would that be? The thing I'd leave them with is, you know, anything is possible, um, but nothing good ever comes easy, right? If you're willing to work harder than the next guy and you keep a positive outlook, uh, technology can be a very rewarding career, both personally and professionally. And as we discussed, the U.S. really isn't creating enough technology graduates to keep up with demand, you know, especially in the healthcare space. So I strongly encourage folks to think about that as a place to really make a contribution to society. And, you know, when you work in healthcare, uh, you really do feel like you're making a difference in the lives of others, whether it's on the care delivery side, whether it's in the um, care financing side. You know, what the companies in those space do uh, really makes a difference in the lives of the people in our communities. And, you know, I'm just uh, very thankful to have the opportunity to be part of that in the 
communities that we serve in. Well, thank you. And first of all, Matt, I know how extremely busy you are uh, and how everyone wants to probably pull you in a million directions at the same time. So I want to thank you for your generosity of being on the show today. Yeah, my pleasure, Joyce. And, you know, our view here is we're still not doing enough. And, uh, you know, we look forward to continuing to work together and continuing to figure out how we can take all of this to the next level. So I appreciate your, you know, hard work in the space. And, uh, you know, I also appreciate all the folks that work for us and the great job they do every day. Well, thank you, and most importantly, thank you for giving us that opportunity. I think if you were listening to the show today, you can, just by Matt citing different examples and how he thinks you can see the goodness that I talk about in different leaders at Highmark, and I hope all of you remember this company isn't just talking about it. They're doing it. They're hiring people with disabilities, and they have never stopped. So Matt, once again, thank you. I wish you only the best, and I will look forward to seeing you again soon. Great. Thanks, Joyce. You're welcome. Well, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or someone that has impacted the lives of people with disabilities or just a great history leader. So today that person is President Abraham Lincoln. And he said, whatever you are, be a good one. And isn't that the truth? Whatever you are, be a good one. And I know that everyone listening to this show will. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.